Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. We're two black girls invading the messiest reality dating shows on earth. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And this season, we're recapping Lifetime TV's hit show, Married at First Sight in Nashville. Married at First Sight (laughs) is a full-on hot mess of a social experiment. Each week on our podcast, we recap the latest episode and dissect the trials and tribulations these five newly married couples are going through, while also dissecting relevant dating, marriage, and relationship topics. And after five years deep in Bachelor Nation, we're now diving into the Married at First Sight universe. So come join us. Listen to us on all podcast platforms every Thursday and join our amazing community on Patreon at patreon.com slash twoblackgirlswomenx. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Welcome to the Quick Stop Formula One podcast. My name is Nasha, and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Joining me, as always, is co-host, co-host, and co-founder, Tandy. Um, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Hi, guys. Probably listening to this on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever day it is. Hi, yeah. thanks for joining us. Yes, yes, indeed. And, um, yeah, enjoy the race? Yeah, it was a good one. Did you? It was good. It was good. I was actually, you know me, anytime there is a Hamilton win, I am very happy. Uh, And I know someone else who is just as happy. Uh, I've seen this guy dropping knowledge on Twitter constantly, dropping knowledge. He's a little left one (laughs) boom in my eyes. And I was like, you know what? We've got to get him on the show. We've got to get him on the show. We've got a man like Neil, friend of the show. How are you doing? How are you doing, guys? Thanks for having me on today. Um, Uh, You know, first time time doing something like this, so it's quite interesting and a bit nerve-wracking at the same time. But as you said, you know, something new for me. But this mm-hmm. whole Efron guru thing now, man, I'm probably the Efron agony aunt here. I just seem to antagonize a lot of people who don't like what I have to say. But I don't care. I don't care who I offend. I don't care if I offend you with my views. That's tough. Deal with it. I mean, well, yeah. okay. I that's my you. problem. I'm not. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not saying anything provocative or overly provocative, or that isn't factually based. So um, well, that's up to you. Yeah. And, they, and they've got a, they've got an hour and a half full of it today. So haters, uh, uh, strap yeah. in because uh, we're <laughs> we're about to go in. But I guess uh, it'd be quite cool to know. Uh, you know, I, we have this podcast, and it's really cool getting to talk to uh, fellow Black F1 fans, and you know. It'd be really cool to know, I guess, how you kind of got into F1, and uh, like if you follow like a specific team or a specific driver, and uh, yeah, just kind of hearing that because you know we we all kind of got these similarities and how we watch and view the sport, and but I guess how we all got into it is all kind of very personal to us. So, like, what's what's your I guess F1 origin story? Well, my origin story actually is tied into my mom, actually, nice. because. Nice. She got me into the sport because um, she kept on talking about 
Mika Hacken and Mika Hacken and the flying Finn and McLaren. And I was like, yes. like, what's, what are you talking about? She's like, Formula One. And she's like, don't you, don't you watch it? I'm like, no, nah, not really. And I can't remember what race it was, but it, came, it was on the Sunday. She's like, you should watch it. This, this was when it was on ITV. And she's like, okay, you yeah. should watch it. And I thought, I watched the first one. I was like, well, actually, this is quite nice. So <laughs> yeah. let me get it. Because me, I'm I'm more into basketball football i played basketball semi-pro so i was into that sort of thing okay. and then she got me involved in that and i was just like okay cool so i became a hacking fan mclaren fan nice and when he retired when he left i kind of just there wasn't anyone there that i kind of like wanted to watch or felt like I had any sort of connection to because that connection was hacking in my mom. So that's where that came in. But when he left, I just watched it casually. And then at the same time, they were showing GP2, started to show GP2 uh, on um, Eurosport. So I'd catch that. And then I got the wind of the kid, Lewis Hamilton. I'm like, okay, who's this? And you didn't, you you know, you start read up stories on him, this, that kid from Stevenage and and I saw a couple of start watching the race and it's like mm, actually I like this kid you know what I mean yeah. um, this looks like someone I can you know yeah. pique my interest in the sport so I, I was more into GP2 than Formula 1 and when he got the move to got the McLaren driving 07 I was like oh, okay then cool now let's switch over so I'm now heavily invested in Formula 1 and I've been you know, I just said, okay, this is who I'm going to hitch my wagon to because this yeah. is a stallion that, you know, when he, I know he's going to pull my wagon wherever I want it to go. <laughs> so I just, you know, became a Hamilton fan since then. And I've been an avid fan, well, follower of the sport since then. And I've just been hooked. For it. Nice. Yep. Nice. Uh, I know that it's really cool that it's your mum. Like, yeah. yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, so when I see people on Twitter, people on Twitter talking about, um, you know, you get these crazy people come up with about takes about um women in Formula One, and I'm like, who says that? Who's who has a problem with women <laughs> liking Formula One? That's just nonsense because yeah. my mom's and my mom loves Formula One, and my mom, you know, what I mean, she granted she doesn't watch it anymore, but if if it's on, she'll yeah. watch it, you know. So mm-hmm. she still saw so the idea that, you know, all this talk about people have a problem with women liking Formula One. I just kind of like, oh, you guys just have, you just guys just say things on here just to start unnecessary arguing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but, I like him. Yeah. I like this guy. I yeah. like you, sir. <laughs> I'm very likable, <laughs> even though most people on Twitter don't like me for some reason. The thing, you know, what I mean. But, I'm quite likable, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and I feel like, you know, um that uh, you know, today I saw after the race you had uh like uh, a spaces on Twitter where yeah. you know, there was quite a lively post-race discussion going on in there and uh but there was you know, quite a strong like black community in there as well. So I, I guess, you know, it must be quite quite nice to have that kind of community part of like supporting. Yeah, I think uh, like, I think Twitter offered giving us that facility was kind of actually a really good thing because I was a bit apprehensive about doing it because I just I, d- I didn't know how I'd come across 
um, mm. with someone listening to me ranting and ranting about race <laughs> and what happens in the race. So I, I was like, so I was pleasantly surprised when I did it for Portugal. Yeah. I had a bunch of people just jumped on and people were just yeah. coming in and requesting to speak. And it was just like, put it this way, it, it, was, it got to the point where my battery actually died. Oh. My battery, my <laughs> headphones died, so I had to be on speaker. I had to put my phone on speaker, and my phone yeah. was running hot. It was like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's on fire. So it was actually quite good. And I, you know, I thought, okay, then let me try it today because I was heated today. I was a bit, I was a bit, yeah. I was a bit heated today because, boy, when we get to it, we get to it. I was yeah, heated. No. <laughs> I had to, I had to bring out that, I had to bring out that Jamaican in me because, oh, I was heated. <laughs> Oh, well, I look, and there is, uh, there is, uh, I know, uh, a few flashpoints from the race, and I know there's a specific one, I know the one you're talking about, but I guess, um, uh, I guess, Tandy, we're kind of, you know, before I get into my little whatever I need to do, yeah, I'm going to do what I need to do. But uh, I guess, you know, we, we witnessed history today, and we saw Hamilton reach like not today, yesterday, we saw Hamilton reach 100 pole positions and today reaching 98 race wins. Um, I guess with regards to the 100 poles, how, I guess like, what does this, we always talk about how great he is and whatever, but I guess him now getting to 100, what, what does that kind of mean? And just, I guess, stress for maybe the people who are, like not as in tune with the sport or, or and the history of the sport, like just just why is it like such a momentous feat? Okay, so let me put this into perspective for you guys. So Hamilton has now got a hundred poles, guys. Mm-hmm. Before yeah. that, he had to beat Shumi's sixty-eight, yeah. and before that, Senna's was sixty-five. Yeah, Vettel has fifty-seven. Yep. Clark, 33, and Prost, 33. Do you see the massive gap he has left, my friends? Yeah. Do you see that perhaps maybe in our lifetime, we might never see somebody break that? Yeah. Do you see the gap he has left? Between Senna and Shumi, it's like three, I think. Something like that. Lewis has made it to 100, and we're only four races in, by the way. Yeah, he's he's and only so he's only one more away from having a gap that's the same amount as um was it Pross with on thirty three? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Clark, Clark on thirty three. So yeah. it's 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 a significant number when you consider that it's the sport's been around for seventy one years, and yeah, no one no one's actually. You never, you, you, at no point did you think anyone would achieve that sort of number, triple yeah. digits in terms of poor position. So that's that in itself is kind of like you have to sit back and take stock of it and like, okay, hold on. That's actually pretty, 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 pretty rem- a remarkable feat. So we have yeah. to, mm-hmm. we have to kind of like, we have to, not kind of like, we have to give him his flowers. And because he's, you're talking about someone who has consistently performed over a 14-year career. 
consistent. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I don't mean. Yes, he has had the odd bad season, two thousand eleven. But even then, his bad season was pretty. Was still a pretty good season because he had. I think he finished with three wins that year. He took the only the yeah. sole, the only pole position, non Red Bull pole that year. So he's consistent in that level. And to be to be that consistent for that long takes some serious dedication and hard work. And I think yeah. people get there's a lot who gets the um the there's a perception that. It's, it just comes easy to him. It's a natural, it just comes easy and he's always in the best in- equipment. But, Next car, yeah. But that in itself, being in the best equipment means you have no excuse to perform. Exactly. You have nowhere to hide. You cannot hide and say, oh, I didn't do it because my car was this. No, if you're going to argue he's he's always been in the best equipment, then you have to acknowledge that he's actually delivering with that equipment. Many people yeah. have been putting that best equipment and have not delivered. So you cannot just say, oh, he's in the best equipment. You still have to perform. 100%. He is uh, he's performing on uh, a level. And he's just, it's getting, he's getting better. Yeah. Like he is getting better and better. You know, last season I thought he'd gone up a level. You know, I, I think especially you know in the back end of last season, I felt he was just you know his driving, uh, you know some of the races that he was putting out, you know the pole positions he was putting out were just incredible. But this season, these first four races, four races, yeah, these yeah. first yeah. four races have just been absolutely, uh, absolutely stellar. And uh, I think, I think like I say, Tandy, like. You know, I think a lot of people thought, you know, we've never seen someone beat Shumi's records. They seem so out of sight. Yeah. Like, they, they really I think, did. Yeah, and, you know, everyone always wants to talk about and compare the two mm-hmm. and talk about, oh, is he great? Is he better than Shumi? Numbers don't lie. Check the scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there you go. Yeah. I love, I love Shumi. We all love Shumi. Doing. Yeah, but, yeah, we love Shumi. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know about all of us. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a hacking and fan, so I don't sure. About, okay. I, don't, I don't know about okay. all of. I don't know about all of us. Love we, uh, we, I think we all respect what Shumi respect has him, done. Yes, naturally, we, absolutely. We all respect what Shumi's done, but absolutely. I think if you if you respect, I guess to the people who want to detract from from Lewis, you know. With all the respect to Michael in the world and what he did, we are looking at a a once in a generation, you know, once in a sports kind of lifetime talent. You know, we are look. This is this is whenever this sport is mentioned now, from now on, he is going to be the face of this sport. You know, and 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 uh, you know, and given that he's a black man in a sport which is predominantly white, for him to come in and mash it up the way he's done, <laughs> let me tell you now, <laughs> you know, that is that is no mean feat. So, guys, and it's the, time. And the thing is, don't, don't don't mean to cut you, but the uh, thing, yeah, the thing is, he when he was given that McLaren seat, whilst other drivers may be given the opportunity to bed themselves in for a season or two 
he had to perform from the get-go because uh-huh. because had he not done so because many people argued whether it was the right move to put him in yeah. in that seat alongside Alonso because I mean Alonso two times world champion rookie you expect he's going to come in and he's going Alonso's going to put manners on him yeah exactly. you know so a lot of people question and that could have it could have actually killed his career had that happened it could have been detrimental in terms of self esteem and so forth so to come in and do what did do what he did in that first year and i mean narrowly missing out on a championship by a point or because of again i still think that was a more of an ego thing from ron dennis yeah in china why in china, he didn't, yeah. why he didn't you know yeah. I mean pit him but to cons- I, you know and this goes back to what i said in the earlier it's that consistent level of performance he has to perform because the world is watching him the world is looking at him. you're the only you you're the first and only black man to ever race in this sport you you you're now being viewed differently from everyone else who has ever competed in this sport and who you're competing against your every word your every actions will be scrutinized to the ninth degree so he, there was no there was nowhere for him to you know i mean come in under the radar and then work his, his way up he came in at the top and he have and if you come in at the top you're going to have to perform like someone at the top yeah mm. and mind you yeah cool you have to be 10 times better th- than them to get half of what they have yeah, yeah. fair yeah mm-hmm. Because 100%. because before he actually, he wanted, he thought he was ready for Formula One from about 2005, 2006. Yeah. But Ron Dennis and Martin Whitmarsh thought, no, you know, we don't think you're ready because his contract stipulated in, in terms of them sponsoring him in junior categories, he had to win every series they put him in. So he had to reinforce the, um, the Euro the Euro F3, is it Euro 2000? I can't remember which one it is. He raced, he raced against Vettel in that year, 2005. He had to win GP2 and so forth. So he has he he had, he's, he has to perform. He was performing from the lower categories all the way up to Formula 1. So there was no, he could not afford to fail because if he did, that was it. That was he it, yeah. Was, yeah, he's he's he he was only going to be given one opportunity, and one mm. and no more. I don't think. I think had he re performed really badly in 07, I don't think anyone he would have gotten another drive anywhere in Formula One. Because yeah. I don't because Ron Dennis, I, Ron, I don't think Ron Dennis is the sort of person you you want to say oh you made the wrong decision he's not that he's not now nah, ron dennis wants is that type of guy whereby his decisions must always be right so yeah uh yeah, yeah. and and look he 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 backed he backed lewis and look you, thank god he did you know and yeah. thank god for lewis kind of making making that um making that that work but you know, like I said, if, without that backing and without, you know, this is not a paid driver situation. This isn't a, and you know, it's crazy that we have like a a British superstar who, you know, all of the traits that British people normally love, Lewis does. Like, so Lewis grew up in a council flat. 
He, you know, mm. he he was he worked his way up. It, it's you know, it's a one in a million chance of making it. He makes it. He's now like the biggest, uh, one of the biggest sporting icons in the world, no mm-hmm. matter where you go. You know, he's you know before even when he was doing all the Playboy lifestyle stuff. You know, normally <laughs> they love that. Jet setting, going fashion week, all of this stuff. They hated it. They loved it. They loved they loved it, but they just didn't love who was doing it. I think I think that's the that's the difference. Jensen Button, for example, he entered F1 in two thousand on with a massive hype. He was touted yeah, to be yeah. the next great British driver, the next best yeah. British thing. And he was glorified for his Playboy lifestyle and all the things that he was doing, yeah. but he wasn't mm. delivering. But it was never an issue. It was never an issue yeah. to the British public because it's Jensen Button. I mean, I don't really want to... You know, I mean, you know what, you know what, some people are going to say when I say what I say. But he want, I said it in the spaces today. They wanted that blonde, blue eye guy to be the <laughs> fit. You know what I mean? So yeah, and he didn't live up to that billing. He didn't live up to that billing. He spent, I mean, he spent most of his career just there. He, there was nothing yeah. really spectacular about him. So there's yeah. a difference. And- uh, Sorry, so you know they, they don't mind that they, they, they don't mind that sort of flashy lifestyle, playboy, you know, glitz and glamour. They just don't like that it's being done by Lewis Hamilton. They like yeah. anyone else doing it but him. Mm. And that's that's the pro- that's that's a problem. And you can't it's 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 strange that you're vilifying someone who's bringing who's successful. I'd understand if you if you vilified him if he's doing all of these things, but there's no success behind it. Then you can say, okay, exactly. well, you've not earned the right to be doing all of these things because you know show us the results. You know, there's nothing there. So it's yeah. it's 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 a tricky thing, but you know what the public and the media are like. Yeah, it's a shame, but look, that would never happen here because we're here. We're here to celebrate him, and, yep. and I guess you know he is. Uh, yeah, he he is an icon, and I guess let's might as well stay on it because I guess let's get into the race today. Ninety-eight wins, um, not you know. We're looking at a race pretty similar, I'd say, to obviously to Hungary 2019, where you know he, he kind of he tracked him down. But how how good was uh, Tandy? I guess how how good was the performance today? Like how you know uh, I guess in terms of you know in terms of Lewis's performance, like you know um, what kind of why was it such a a good performance from him today? For me, um, it just shows how good Lewis is with his tyres um, I think if anyone saw at the start actually there was a bit where um, Max kind of took out his shoulder he, like he did this thing where I'm just going Lewis yeah. let him through Lewis is a very good driver the commentator was saying how um, it's almost like Lewis is racing his old his younger self 
mm. in terms of Verstappen. And I don't know, I'm still questioning that comment. <laughs> but do you, do you know what I mean? I'm still, I don't know about that one. But um, the point he was trying to make basically is that Lewis is a good driver and the amount of safety he took, he could have, that they both kind of, yeah. what basically happened was Max was the inner, yeah. Lewis was the outer. And then it was kind of like Lewis let Verstappen go yeah. at a safety with, with a good decision to say, do you know what? I'll catch you up anyway. Do you know what I mean? Go. Let him have yeah. his fun. And I always like that about Lewis. I do always like that about Lewis. And today, again, he just displayed just sportsmanship, goatsmanship. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, this it guy, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 Neil, like uh, you know, just picking up on something Tanya said there, like um, mm. uh, the that that I guess that maturity from Hamilton uh, in his racecraft is something that I guess has, has really been at the fore. You know, in the, I'd say in like the last three four years, especially he's he's yeah. he's. He's rarely in an incident where, I guess, like Imola, was, I would say he would he'll make contact and come off second best. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what Thandy said about it's more it's maturity, and I yeah. think a younger Lewis uh, would have probably that move by Max would have probably resulted in a collision, and they'd probably be both out of the race because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, as aggressive as it was from Max, it was a bit of a dive bomb. Because yeah. he he wasn't ahead when they went into the corner, and I yeah. think and I think there was enough space for both of them actually to make the corner to go through. But yeah. Max, if you look at, if you look at the look on the overhead or the onboard shot, he didn't really try to make the corner normally. He just basically yeah. okay, I'm gonna run you wide as far as possible and take the line, take the the racing line. But yeah, which is kind of. You know I me. Mean? It's it's it. It was hard. It was it fair. I I don't know. I say it was borderline, but it is what it is. It yeah. Lewis lives to fight another day, which is that's and that shows you the how calculated Lewis is has become in terms of his racing because he's yeah. he's now he's of the mindset that, and he said it in the post race interview that he's more thinking about the long game as opposed to the short game. Yeah. So you can lose a race at the beginning. You can win a race and lose a race at the beginning, but the chances, you know I mean? If if you give up that position, at least you're still in the race. And you can then yeah. come back and try and say, okay, then let's see how I can go ahead and win this race. And that's what he did. He gave the position up. He avoided the contact, gave the position up. I'm sure he was probably a bit ticked off about that, but he just yeah. kind of like composed himself got himself yeah. going, started to calculate how he's going to get this, get this, the result. And he worked his way. He, I mean, the first stint was a really, was probably what really won him that race because he didn't allow Max to build a big enough gap whereby, you know, Max could pit first and come out ahead of him. Yeah. You know, he I think kept that him. was, he kept him. I tweeted it. I was, um, I was I'm watching it and I'm thinking, and I was like, okay, cool. The gap keeps fluctuating between one and a half second to a second. And I'm like, okay, cool. Lewis is comfortable with where he is. That one and a half second is a comfortable gap for him. That tells you he's got pace. Yeah. He's got pace. For sure. 
and 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 as much as all the move by Max at the start was a bit borderline, I think it saved us from a boring race. Because I personally think I'd I think personally at Lewis led the first lap. He would have he's gone. He would have walked off. Checked out because he kept what he did in that first stint. He kept such a pace that Max basically wore his tires out because he pit, Max pit without the team actually knowing he was going to pit. Yeah, and it, was that yeah the first thing? Yeah, yeah the and, first thing. You know, I think we're there's a couple of things in there that we're lucky. We're not we're lucky. The safety car, yeah, uh, really. I guess hampered Max. Well, it kind of benefited Max in that he got to go longer on that set of tires. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also it kind of he had a healthier gap and he wasn't ever really, like you say, able to make well, he had a one like I say, it was like one point eight, wasn't it? One point eight. Ma- maximum yeah. was was one point eight. Yeah. Well, I say healthy gap. I guess I'm talking, I guess, in terms of close following DRS kind of yeah. that kind of being close to a second gap. Whereas, you know, it was never uh, he was never really able to get it that far again. It was hovering around 1.2. He was sometimes within the DRS. Obviously, never in the first in, it, it was looking like, you know, he, he was maybe struggling to get past, you know, in that first in. Um, but, yeah, uh, obviously, Verstappen coming into the pits before, you know, before his team really were ready for him and then losing two seconds yeah. in the pit stop. Not great. It's not the first mistake Red Bull have made. Uh, this year, I think there's been a mistake, well, a, a marginal mistake of some sort, you know, in, in every race. Um, do you guys think Red Bull are, uh, do you think, you know, now that they're in a title fight and not just plucky contenders that, uh, you know, that maybe the, the pressure is creating these mistakes or is it just that the margins are so fine, so, you know, any mistake is going to look look bad. Uh, today, I wouldn't say red. I wouldn't say I w- today. Red Bull made a mistake. With yeah. they made a mistake. I think with um the second round of stops. Because, so not pitting Max. First. Yeah, because I thought I thought when 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 they pitted Lewis for the second time, and he came back out. Max, by the time Max finished the lap, Lewis was. Still not 20, in a position. Yeah, now he was the, the gap. The um the data showed he was still Max was still one point. I think it was one point seven seconds ahead. So so had they pitted Max right after Lewis, he might have been able to keep that position. But the fact that they left him out pretty much kind of like sealed his faith. And yeah. I think that's where the, the the team today I think made a mistake. But in terms of general mistakes, the previous races that w- those were more driver mistakes as opposed to the team. Okay, Max making the mistake in Bahrain that shouldn't have happened. I think had he shown more composure and you know wait bided his time, he would have literally gotten that win. But I guess had that rush of blood to his head. We saw what happened in qualifying at Imola, and we saw what happened at Portugal. I mean, he made a mistake coming out of the last corner that gave Lewis the run on him. That's how Lewis passed him. So he's making individual errors, and this is something that Lewis has pointed out that you know Red Bull have the they've got the the tools to actually potentially win the championship, but 
they're making errors. Yeah. And they've made, I know this is for, they've made errors in every single race so every far race. this season. And you're not going to beat a Mercedes Lewis Hamilton combination making errors like that because these, we know what Lewis is like. He's ruthless. If you, he's going to, he's going to capitalize on any mistake you make. And he yeah. is doing that. And Max, Max needs to, fix that side of his game because For sure. because it's a long season and if you keep doing that over the season it's going to tally up and he's already 14 points behind so you know it's uh it is a tight one uh and Tandy, we had a oh sorry i'll see christian horner chats shit sorry there you go. That's the oh, wow. yeah. There you go. The man, <laughs> oh, he talks too oh. much. You just be talking, bro. Like, Christian Horner needs to know when to keep quiet when the team aren't doing well. Because he talks a large game and bigs all these people up and air gets to their head and then it's embarrassment all the time. So what? what, what is it? Is this in, uh, like in reference to anything in particular or just, I guess, uh, just Christian I guess being Christian. Yeah, just Christian being Christian, really. Yeah, I think, <laughs> Do you know no, what I mean? Fair, fair. I, think, yeah. I think I think Christian, I mean, he's a, how you say, he he likes to pot the beer. Put it that way. Yeah. He likes to yeah. pot the beer. He'll say yeah. things, he'll come out and he'll say, say things, you know what I mean, to get a reaction from, well, now, it's, now from Toto or someone at Mercedes. Him and Elmont. Him and Elmer Mark are the same. They just, mm. they like to pour the beer. So they say things. But I mean, it's, I guess it's just part and parcel, part and parcel of the game. It's, you know, you, you, you're going to play, you're racing on track, but you're also racing off it. You know what I mean? So you're going to try and find, gain, get any advantage you can. And if he feels like if he can put Mercedes and get them to react to what he has to say, he might be able to get some sort of, benefit out of it so i mean i just look at it sometimes yeah i do find it annoying especially when he's always on he's on the sky every sink like every race week and like can't you guys talk to somebody else other than <laughs> christian honor it kind of gets it kind of gets annoying but i mean it's it's the game you know what i mean it's a game within a game so we just you know i just like okay cool he talks but Mercedes and Lewis talk talk um replies always on track. Yeah. So, and that's on period. Yeah. Love that. That's on period. So yep. we had uh we had a uh a tweet from uh Daisy uh who asks, and I guess we're as we were on the subject of Mercedes and Red Bull, um Daisy asks, I know it's only race four and still early days, but after that race by Mercedes, do you think that they're starting to pull away from Red Bull or is there still hope for a battle to the end? What do you It's do you too early. It's still too early to make that assumption. It's still, too we early. still have, it's, we still, have, we haven't even raced a quarter of the season is yet. We have 19 more races to go. So it's still, anything can happen. And, and, and it's going to come down Again, there's not that much between the two teams or cars in, in per se, but I think Red Bull has a slight advantage mainly when it comes to qualifying. I think once it gets to the races, in the races, there's there's it swings in Mercedes Mercedes's um, yeah. favor 
But in terms of one lap pace, I think Red Bull might have a small advantage. So I think, but I think they probably have the overall better package and they should have been leading both championships after today. Yeah, they should have. Sure. But again, it goes back to what we said earlier, mistakes. Mistakes has yeah. cost mistakes cost them seven points in Bahrain. It cost them um a potential right. potential pole position in um Portugal. Max yeah. could have could have won that race. You know? Sure. So you're talking yeah. about he lost the fastest lap because of mistakes. Today today the team on a whole made a mistake. So yeah. you know, but again it's still a long season. I'm I'm and I'm not Obviously, my my wagon is on Lewis's, um, Lewis, but I'm not ready to go out there and say for certain who has the better packages yet because again, it's 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 gonna swing. It's, it's gonna swing. It's gonna swing, and I think it's gonna be all. It's gonna be de- dependent on tires. Okie dokie. Uh, I think that's. Uh, I was like I was that. actually going to say that. I'll put, I'll stick my neck on the line. I I I, I think it, I don't think I've, I've got it. Um, uh, the reason I know no, but the reason I say that is I think you're right in that you know we are too early in the season. Um, but I think what has I think you know from a small sample uh, set, what we're seeing is whether it's Mercedes, whether it's Lewis, between the two of them they are much kinder on their tyres than the Red Bull, Verstappen and Red Bull is. And if we're talking about races where, you know, they're going to be, you know, within you know, a tenth, two tenths of pace of each other um, and probably closer in race pace during the race, um, then I just think the tyre the preservation that, Lewis has. I think today at a track which is notoriously difficult for overtaking, I think for Lewis to to to, to stick it on them uh, and Mercedes again, and like I say, you know, pit stops. Maybe they could have pitted Max, you know, when he was out in front, um, you know, and had them had him hunt Lewis down. But who's to know? Who's to know? If if Verstappen pits first, does Lewis get enough out of those tyres like Bahrain and make it to the end again? Like you know, we we, we don't know if 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 it's or oh, or Lewis pits again and he just has you know, well, I guess he wouldn't pit again, but yeah, he would. Yeah. If Lewis pits again, you know, right after Max and they just you know, then it's a race of tyres to the end. So I just think. I think the 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 Mercedes Lewis combination on in the race, I think over the course of a season, I'm confident that they will be able to with little development that's gonna happen during the season as well. Um I just think they're gonna be able to have enough, I think, to over and I, I, if Perez was like closer and maybe Red Bull would be able to utilize Perez, maybe that changes things, but uh, at the moment, the way it is, uh, I don't, I can't see, it. I can't see this pattern changing unless Red Bull find maybe a bit more pace. Perez, Perez positioning today allowed Mercedes to yeah, pull that to two do. stops, that yeah. that strategy on yeah. on Max, and he he needs to step up. He's gonna have to, you know, in the races do better because his he has his highest posi- finishing position so far has been what fifth yes. so so yeah. he's gonna because 
if Mercedes continues to run a 2-1 Lewis Bottas against Max up front, nine times out of ten, it's going, they're going to be the one. Mercedes is going to be the one that comes out on the win in, in the, with the win in the end. So he's going to have to get up to speed and qualify much better. He's going to have to yeah. start qualifying a lot better because apart from Imola, he started what 11th he was in portugal he was down i think it was eighth or something like that and he probably i think he qualified eighth again this weekend so he's gonna uh, he's gonna have to qualify better and he's gonna have to maintain positions at the start of races because he seems to be dropping position dropping yeah once you drop position and the front two with the pace that the front two lewis and max has it's going to be impossible for him to close that gap back up. So he's going to have to qualify better. And I think once, and I think once he starts to qualify better, I think then we'll start to see how the season is really going to play play out. Because I still think there's some more twists and turns along the line for us Mm -hmm. this year. It's going to, it's going to, I'm actually quite enjoying it because for, for years we've been hearing, Oh, I'll put Max in that, Mercedes and he beat Lewis or if Max had a more competitive car he'd do this to Lewis and he'd do that to Lewis and whatnot so he's got a more competitive car now he's pretty yeah. much had, um, said as much he said you know there's no pressure for there's no more pressure for on him to perform and because he can now because he has a faster car so he can do the, the laps are easier he can everything's not easy for him but I'm thinking, yeah. But you're everything's easier for you. Based that doesn't really make no sense because you're going, you're racing against the guy with seven world world titles. So nothing's going to yeah. be easy for you. Famous last words, yeah. I think. And since, and since yeah. he mentioned, and since from the from he mentioned those words, I think it was after Imola. Imola, yeah. He's it's, not uh, been on pole, and he hasn't won a race. No. Uh, and you know, again, you know, with Max, you know, uh, he, 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 Max is Max, and he'll always be this bombastic kind of character, and you know, he'll always kind of, you know, ego first, and uh, I'll say what I want to say, I'll do what I want to do, and yeah. you know, we've seen, we've seen how, you know, maybe Lewis was a lot more outspoken back in the day, um, but you know, we've seen that maturity, and you know. How, him growing, maturing as a man, how that's related to him maturing as a race driver. And I feel like hopefully with Max that happens. It may not. Some people don't mature. Uh, you know, I wouldn't put it past Max to stay exactly the same as he is until the end of his For days. sure. But Max, but, is, uh, Max, <laughs> Max needs, is, but he needs to. Max is in year, what, what this is, his seventh season? Seventh year. Seventh year. I think, well, 2015 well, he started. Yeah, so 2015. Yeah. So when are we gonna see that change? When are we? When are we expected to see that change? Because he's in year seven. You'd think by year seven, he'd be a bit more less braggadocious. Because I, I think feel like it, to, cut him some, to cut him some slack, he's he's still only twenty three years. No, old, sorry, so. sorry, no. He's 20- yeah, he's twenty wow. three, twenty four. Yeah, yeah, but so, oh my yeah, but experienced Trump age. 
Oh no, for sure. So but we can't, I mean, yeah. So we can't, we can't say, oh, he's twenty-three, but he has seven years' experience behind him. Oh, for sure. So, no. so I, that's going to trump his age. Yeah. So you'd expect. <laughs> no, look, hey, I'm not. This is not a Max Verstappen. I'll put this guy in the dirt if we need to. I, 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 oh, no issues. But uh, I'm, I, I guess to play devil's advocate, that's all. But you no, know, you're right. You know. And if anything's going to make him mature, it's going to be... Getting his ass whooped by Lewis Hamilton. Mm. Thank you very much. There we go. Peter versus Sweden. (laughs) Getting his ass whooped by Lewis Hamilton. That's what's going to let him realise. Because now he's... Remember, Mm -hmm. when Nico said in uh, Portugal that Max is now starting to realise just how good Lewis Hamilton is. Rather than just take it on board and just like, all right, then cool. He had to reply. Oh, I don't need Nick or anyone to tell me how good Lewis Hamilton is. I'm racing against him. I'm like, dude, just, just. Sometimes you can just not reply to certain things. You yeah. can just leave it as it is. You hear it and it's like, oh, I don't call. That's what he said. Okay, that's that's what he said, and just leave it at that. But not everything requires a re- a response. And I think, but don't get me wrong. He's a he's very talented, and he's. Very, sure. very, very quick, and I think had it not had the had Lewis not been in F F one this year, he'd be mm. he'd probably win every single race this year. Yeah, no, personally, yeah. I think he'd win every single race this year. Oh, you don't think you don't think Valtteri Bottas would step up? Nope. Relax. <laughs> nope. Relax. For those who are listening on Spotify, that was a joke. Um, <laughs> but. I know- Let's uh, let's round out this part, guys. You know I've got to do this. Club Nashi's let's open, open, baby. Club Nashi's mm-hmm. open. Now get your drinks out. Bring We're gonna raise a out. toast. We're gonna raise a toast. Club, club Nashi. So obviously I'm I'm Nashi. It's my club, but you know it's always for all LH fans. That's, you can we even do hear it. that. Well, to Lewis Hamilton. What, to right? Lewis Hamilton. I'm drinking. What, to Lewis. I'm, I'm drinking cranberry and orange juice. <laughs> Club-Nashi-Drink-Anything-Baby-Is-Brand-Anything-Baby-Anything-Baby-Look-Lewis-Hamilton-LH-Brand-We're-Out-Here-And-Look-What-A-Performance-So-I-Wanted-To-Do-
do your thing. And you know what? Yeah, sorry, carry on. Sorry, and you know what's quite interesting? As you said earlier with Spain, and um, I'd actually heard Daniel say this earlier on an interview, he was going on about how, you know, with Spain, it's not very fun because of the overtake situation, but they actually train, um, they do a lot of practicing on the Spanish track. A lot of it. So they know it. Yeah. So really and truly, yeah. guys, this is just my opinion. This is the perfect time for you to kind of gel into your car. Remember this conversation we were having about how a lot of these drivers kind of aren't familiar with their car. This is somewhere where you know all the nuts and turns. This is a perfect time for you to gel into your car. And I think everybody really did a really good effort today in doing that. I think there wasn't really anyone who, well, well okay, but. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, it was, yeah, it, it was. It was definitely. A, but you know, for sure. I think you're right. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Neil. You, you may have something on that, but I, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think that. I think. Uh, in, I guess in terms of, let's say, if we're talking about the Daniel Ricardo stock, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Daniel Ricardo stock has has risen from it's where risen. it was. From where it was after qualifying, I think what sixteenth in Portugal and finishing ninth, uh, you know, for him to out qualify Lando and for him to then have a reasonably solid race. So again, you know, hard to overtake one there, but you know, we've seen people. There's people who who dropped down the field in that race. Do you know what I mean? So he didn't do that. You know, he, he kept he uh, he kind of kept his positions, and yeah, I think he did okay. Uh, I guess Neil, quickly, do you do you have anything on on Ricardo? Mm. You seemed I mean, perplexed. I mean, he's, he's thinking. Yeah, yeah. It seems he's not <laughs> too fast about Ricardo. Isn't this the first race he actually finished ahead of Lando? Yes, it yeah, is. That's a good thing. Yes, it is. Yes, that's maybe a. Do you know? I'm, you know. <laughs> actually, my, I mean, you know. You said you know, in terms of stock. Mm-hmm. In terms of stock. As Nashi just said, this isn't the type of stock where you go out and, you know, you go buy yourself a new pair of jeans. This is the kind of stock that, oh, maybe you might just fill your, your petrol with. It's not no. that. It's not, you know, <laughs> it's, not, it's all right. It's not going to the moon yet. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think his stock has moved from where it is. It's, I mean, oh, wow. it's, it's the first race he's actually, he was all qualified. He was all qualified. <laughs> he was all qualified by Lando again. Mm. I'm sure he was. Yes, he was all qualified. To, yesterday. Yesterday. Hold on, no, did no, he, qual- he, he qualified? Qualified the the, hold on, let me just check because I need to uh, make sure. Uh, I, I know, I know he did. <laughs> I'm very sure. He did. <laughs> no, he didn't. Hold on, no, no, hold on. I was looking. I'm looking Ooh. at the wrong. Ooh. I'm looking at. Looking I'm looking at. at one. I'm looking at the wrong race. Okay, let wrong me. Race. Let me. Let me just. Well, why, why did you look for that? Uh, I I would say that. Uh, I'll quickly give my okay. Stock so okay, I'm back. Okay, so it's the first. So this is the first race he's qualified ahead of Lando and finished ahead yeah. of Lando. Mm-hmm. That's good. Is it? I think uh, out of uh, I'd say out of the uh, out of the new guys uh, who've guys who've gone to new teams, mm-hmm. there's not many who have qualified ahead and finished ahead. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Yeah, but of uh, all the guys that have gone to new teams, only two of them are um, um, Daniel. Only two of them are race winners, and that's Daniel and Seb. Uh, Fernando. 
Uh, oh, please. Uh, I ain't talking about that. <laughs> 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 but, but, okay, even if, you, even if you add him to the list, he's getting smoked by um, Ocon is actually smoked. Yeah, yeah right you, now, so. Ocon put him in a split anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so, but Daniel went to Rick, um, Renault to McLaren. He was signed to be that team's not lead driver. Yeah, no, and he's basically getting Lando. He's, he's getting shown up, shown shown up by Lando. He's been shown up the first opening three races. Okay, today he got the better of him, but I wouldn't say he's star performer. If I, if, you said we can't pick Lewis. We but, can't pick Lewis because we've we've just, yeah Lewis obviously yeah. is just the star driver. Lewis. <laughs> because I, you know I don't want people to just think this. Obviously, I I would make this a Lewis Hamilton yeah. podcast, but. <laughs> Well, the I next, just want to maybe talk about the times. next best option would be Charles. Okay, good. So Charles, that would be your star of the day. Yeah, yeah. Charles. Charles finished yeah. fourth. Yeah, Charles okay. actually drove a good race. He kept Perez behind him. He nice. kept Perez in the faster Red Bull behind him. So I, I, I think you see again this, this which I've had in my spaces chat. We've been we've asked a question. Who would you bank on more, Charles or Max? And I've said Max. No, Charles. Sorry, why am I saying Max? No, I said Charles. And I and I say Charles because I think Charles is of a better pedigree than Max. Charles, when the opportunity arises, he takes it. When he had the car, granted it was an illegal engine, he took yeah. seven poles in 2019. Max has had opportun- previous opportunities to put his car on pole and he choked it away. When the opportunity, look at the drive against Lewis at uh, Monza. Charles um, Charles has that pedigree about him, which kind of annoys me whenever they talk. They, they seem, all they talk about is Max. Like, Charles is here. I'm certain if you give Charles the, sit, the equipment that he needs, he's going to perform. And I think if he had a Red Bull like Max, he he would have done better. I, I think, think he would have um, done better, and I think today he drove a very good race, and he's he's keeping he's he's keep he's keeping Ferrari in people's um, subconscious because he's he's doing things with uh, that car that, quite frankly, shouldn't be done. Yeah, I agree with you. Tandy has. Some kind of weird hate. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I like. I, I'm gonna say it's irrational at this point, mm. but I guess Tandy. Uh, a quick word on Charles. Do you want to give him any praise? Any praise for Charles? He fourth sits place. at fourth all the time, anyway. Like that's, oh, okay. that's his place. He's he, the seat's comfy there. It's warm. Okay. And so, I just feel with Charles, like he has to perform. Or he's another one you're gonna get. He's gonna get beans. no food. Yeah, yeah but, no food. But, but Charles hasn't. But Charles isn't a valid excuse. What's his valid excuse? The Ferrari's crap. The Ferrari's not a good car. They've not. They're still trying to recover from what happened in mm. 2019. Mm. But he's. But look at last year, when with Vettel alongside him, how many podiums did he have last year? Was it two or three? three. Yeah, last year. Last year it was two. Yeah. I think it was two. He had two third places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one in Austria and one in. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember where the other. I can't one. remember the other one, but yeah, yeah, there was another one. But um, so, look, 
I, I yeah, I agree. Look, I I would say I agree with both of your choices. I, I they were my uh, two other choices that I was going to choose. Um, I'm gonna say my uh, my star driver. Let me just double check. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Esteban Ocon. Um, okay. Mostly, I said Esteban Ocon last week as well because I said I really liked, uh, I liked just what he's doing in that uh, in that Alpine in terms of being obviously, uh, you know, I think it would have been easy for him to. I think after last season struggling against Ricardo, obviously he had he had a year out, came back in. He started to get equal towards the end, not equal, but started to show better towards the end. This season, I think he started great. It would have been easy for him to come in, you know, people were expecting Alonso to come in and absolutely trounce all over him. You know, I think that says more about people's inflated opinion of Alonso than, than Ocon. But, uh, I, you know, I think he's, the Alpine's improved, he's improved. I think, you know, uh, uh, a solid performance going into, into the top 10 today. Uh, I... I think that he is a better choice for the Mercedes second seat than Russell, mm. personally. Um, say, wait. Yeah. Do I, I agree? Uh, I, and I'll, I'll say why. I'll say yeah. why. I, I just think I would like to see what's messing everything up is a couple of things. One, with Russell... The Sakir Grand Prix, obviously, last year has obviously it was amazing, and he should have won, and he could have won, and, and that's great. I just think that people are then thinking, right, if he's in that car every race next season or whenever, he's going to win every race. He's going to if if he's in he's in Lewis's car, so if he's doing that to Bottas, obviously he's going to do it to Lewis. It's not true, and I just I would like to see George. In a midfield car, uh, I'd like to see his racecraft a bit more. Yeah. You know, within the midfield, I'd like to see him because a lot of the times at the moment, obviously the car's not great, but he goes backwards uh, and he can go backwards quickly sometimes. Um, and I, I just think I'd like to. I just want to see more from George. I don't think we can just do it off qualifying pace alone. I think his race. His race opportunity. I've got. Why did George finish today? Eleventh. I've got. George finished fourteenth. No, what eleventh? He finished fifteenth. Oh my! Fifteenth. I'm looking at. I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at it now. He finished fifteenth. We must be looking at. I don't know what you guys are getting your facts. Oh no, no, no! I'm looking. Actually, I'm looking at qualifying. I'm looking at qualifying. Oh, okay. We're looking at different. Yeah. Is it official? So obviously he gave the play, he gave the place, but obviously Tenoda went out, so uh, he's obviously he's yeah, he's finished fourteenth. But I've got uh, look, look, look. Uh, I know um, you've got some George opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into George now because, quite frankly, okay. I, I've I've grown kind of tired of the. Do you want to? Is he your donkey of the? No, I know your donkey. Actually. Well, he's one of. I, I've got. Okay. Two, I've got two donkeys. He's one of the donkeys. Okay. He's one of my donkeys. Okay. But why is George Russell one of your donkeys? Because yet again, when the opportunity arises, he fails to, to take it. We saw it at um, um, Imola last year. Uh, we saw it at Mugello last year. 
and we saw it today again. Uh, there was a point where he was um, on lap 58. He was basically nine tenths behind Alonso, right? Then at one, a few laps later, he was 0.3 of a sec, 0.3 behind Alonso. Alonso was in tenth. The last point scoring position. <laughs> the last points in the point three. Yeah. The following lap after that, George was in fifteenth. Yeah. What happened? We still. I'm, I'm. I'm still waiting to fight for a video or something to explain to us what happened that he went from eleventh to fifteen within space of a lap. It's. It's all well and good. He puts in a good couple laps on a Saturday and he makes it into Q two. That means if he's if he's constantly making it into Q two, then you should in some ways be be able to threaten the points position. Obviously, yeah, it's going to be hard, but we don't expect you to qualify fifteenth or or twelfth or thirteenth, and then you finish eighteenth. Yeah. No, you can't, that means if you're yeah. qualifying in the top t- in the top into Q two, that means you've got in, the, the car is should be good enough. To keep you within that ten to fifteen bracket, not 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 um in the fifteenth downwards bracket. No, I'll, you so, try and stay within it because had he, and and this is what we uh, also this as well. Last year, had he not gotten that Mercedes drive, he would have finished behind Latifi in the championship because Latifi had a higher finishing position than George last year. George and Latifi's race pace isn't that far apart, despite the gap in qualifying being large. Yeah. But when it comes to the race, they're not that far apart. So every so everyone's going on about Sakir, and I'm like, you guys need to temper this down a bit. And a lot of it is being driven by the media and the idea that you know he should be put in that Mercedes seat, but Quite frankly, is he going to do a better job than Bottas? I don't think so. I don't I'm think. I, sure. I don't think he would. I don't. I don't think he he would. And I think he'd actually Lewis would beat him worse than he's beating Bottas because the potential. I don't think it's a potential thing. I think it's a it's <laughs> yeah. a, it's a guaranteed sort of thing. Fair play. Fair play. Two secs. I'm just going to pause it. I'm just put my. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I get, I, I get it, and uh, you know, I think I, I, I just say before, like with Russell, it's it's a shame because you know he is being built up for me. I think he's a really talented driver. Like I said, this is why you know I would I I don't want his career to be ruined by Lewis Hamilton, which is what is going to happen if he yeah. goes to Mercedes. Because yeah. if he goes to Mercedes, it's going to embarrass him. Lewis is going to trounce him. It's going to be like Alonso versus Van Dorn. Yeah. Lewis is going to trounce. I know it's different because Van Dorn was like new in the sport. No, but I'm trying think, to say, I think Van Dorn was thrown to. Van Dorn was oh. basically wasn't given the support he he should have been. Okay, given. fair play. But you know, uh, you know, okay. Uh, as much as we go on about the Red Bull seat being a toxic seat, you know, or whatever. You know, Toto is going to have ex- expectations of of George, and yeah. you 
uh, maybe for one season, it would be fine for George to maybe lose qualifying 23-0 and, you know, to be beaten quite comprehensively in the races. But at the moment, Mercedes are operating with a solid driver who they know will be in third place. Mm-hmm. You know, they know that. When George comes in, it's a completely unknown quantity. You know, we don't... It's not like last year when they had a clear advantage over everyone else. You know, they were the fastest car by a country mile. So him going into that car, dominating at a power-hungry track like Sakir, like, you know, if there was ever a track for him to go into and do well, it was a 60-second track, you know, in you know, in Bahrain. A court, like you know, it, of course, you know, it was it was as easy as it was going to get. Not taking anything away. All I'm saying is, I would like him to be able to go to a midfield team, have a bit more time, learn, like just you know, get into that midfield battle, develop, and then go to Mercedes. Maybe after Lewis is gone, you know, yeah. and not have that, not have that impossible yardstick. It has broken Valtteri Bottas. Let's make no mistake about it. Like, being Lewis' Hamilton's teammate for so long has broken that guy. We'll circle back to him. Tandy, um, donkey of the day. Um, This one was quite difficult for me, guys. But um, I was quite inspired by Pitstop Frackers. The Alfa Romeo pit crew. Why go on for that? (laughs) What happened there? That's my donkey of the day. With the puncture. That was really... Spooky, do you not think? Punctured tyre. How does a tyre get punctured? Before it's been Before used. Before it's been put on. Neil, do you have any explanations for how a tyre... It's a big conspiracy. Some, some, somebody um, in Mick Schumacher's camp just punctured that because they wanted to get... <laughs> they, wanted, they, want, they want Alfred Romeo to get rid of Kimi so he can get that seat next year. So, I mean, it's, I it's, 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 oh, it's, it's probably uh, a warning. It's probably just to sidestep something a bit. You're talking about um, potential drivers from Mercedes, right? Um, George and so forth. Lambert. I threw a curveball in my spaces group, and this is all. This is my reason. I don't think Mercedes will let Bottas go next year, right? Because it's 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 a new regulation. And you want some form of continuity going into that regulation. They know Bottas, they know what he brings to the table and his technical feedback and how him and, him and, work, him and Lewis working together has brought on the car to where it is since 2017. So they probably want that continuity going into the new year. No, I think so. What could happen is. Vettel could retire, and then land, and then George gets the Aston seat, right? No, okay. no, this is where it gets. This is where it, now it's going to get complicated because I'm going to throw a name into the mix as potential Mercedes drivers for driver for the future. Landon Norris. That's okay. my guy. My Landon, guy. Landon that Mar- is. On period, that's facts. Landon Norris. No, why? No. So, personally, I think the potential Mercedes future lineup could be Landon Norris and Esteban Ocon. 
I think I think while whilst whilst I'd love to see George in that seat, I think the potential lineup sorry, <clears throat> could be Landon Norris and Esteban Ocon. I definitely agree with um on Lander because I've been saying it for time. Like Lander yeah, is next yeah. up in that Mercedes seat. I definitely think Lander has proven himself. He's just getting better and better. Yep. I'ma watch Ocon. I'm gonna say that one loosely, but it's a it's a good one. But I'ma watch that one. That is calm. I, but... uh... But yeah, I, think, I think that that yeah. was just that was just my curveball. I've, I've been saying because everyone keeps talking about George, but ignoring what Lando's doing in that McLaren, and he's performing. Yeah. Perform the problem. The thing, the the worry for me with Lando is, will he fall off as the season progresses? Yeah, that's the worry uh, for me because it that happened last year with um, Sainz. He he started the season on fire. But gradually fell off, and science came back at him, and had the better second half of the season. Mm. But if if he maintains that, I I think he's gonna be, he might be a Mercedes radar. Uh, I I think with Lando, there's a couple of things. I think with Lando, um, he I think people have the same thing that they had with Lewis with Lando, in that they can't see him away from McLaren. They just see him as a McLaren driver. He, you know, he's been McLaren all the time. So I think the reason why it's a curveball to so many people is that people just don't see Lando leaving McLaren. But you know, if Mercedes come with a, like I was saying last week, that Mercedes seat is the golden ticket. Like, and if they yeah, come knocking, yeah. you're not going to be able to stop that it, driver. It, it's a that seat that is a gift team. and a curse. Oh no, yeah. It, well, yeah, but it's the, it depends. It depends when you're going. Who... If, yeah, because if Lewis is still there, we're talking, you know, he even mentioned this weekend there, that if, he's... Even if Lewis leaves, you're coming in to replace Lewis Hamilton. That's oh, the, for so sure. The, so so yeah. you're expected, so the expectation of you now, because you're, com, the, you're coming in to replace the demigod of the sport. Yeah. So you're going to, mm. you can't come in and perform anything below say anything that's below 90% or 95% of what he normally gives so that's 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 going to bring that brings with it Mercedes seat brings with it heavy pressure pressure. and and it'll be a different team it'll be it'll be interesting to see because whoever comes in we're all talking about very young drivers at the moment Mm-hmm. And one of them is gonna, ha- someone's gonna have to be a team leader within that and lead this team against Red Bull and Verstappen. So, you know, like I say, that in within the, within there, you know, you're gonna need someone who's good at setting up cars, who's good at you know giving feedback, who's 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 a consistent driver over the course of you know FP1, FP2, FP3, oh, freaking sprint races now, whatever every session. Every, se- every session that comes out. I don't think we actually spoke about the sprint races. Really. There's not much to be said. I feel like the sprint races have been brought in and to add seasoning, but you've just, it's yeah, past it. it. Yeah, it is dried. Past. It's dry. <laughs> um, sprint, yeah, racing, sprint racing, to me, is taken away from the actual spectacle of the sport. It yeah. takes away from yeah. sun- Sunday's expectation because, I mean, what does it achieve? Because it's still going to be the same three, 
three, four cars at the front. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not going to really change anything. And the idea that it's going to be more racing, racing for what? You only you only given points for the first three positions. So what's the yeah. chances? What's the chances of uh, a McLaren or um, Alpine or something like that securing one of those? There was no, there's no reversing of grids or anything, no. is there? The, what so that's why it's just pointless. Like, what, what they like, said is um, qualifying would be on the Friday. Yeah. And qualifying sets the grid for the sprint race. And the sprint race results sets the grid for the Sunday race. For the race, yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it, it's like adding another step. Yeah, that's why it's sprinting. It's an unnecessary like, step because... It's an unnecessary step. Because if you call... If Lewis qualifies on pole on Friday, wins the sprint race on Saturday, he's on pole Sunday. Yeah. You and, you, yeah, you just give... You just... Basically, all you did was just give him an extra three points. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, how... And what would... What's the incentive for the teams for... Um, uh, an Alpine, an Aston Martin, uh, McLaren, to actually go racing, knowing knowing that more likely they won't occupy any of those three positions. So what's the, what's the incentive for these teams if you're only giving points to three? If you're going to do a sprint race, give the points to the top 10. Make incentivize everyone so everyone can have something to fight for, but to say only three teams, three positions are going to get points, and then that sets the grid for Sunday. It's kind of like, oh, what's the point? What's the point of that? Yeah, my donkey of the day. <laughs> uh, so quickly, yeah, my donkey of the day. I was going to say Vettel. Um, look, what can we said about Sebastian Vettel? Um, you know, uh, poor qualifying. Um, and then you know, I think he's, he's been bullied by Lance on the track. Uh, and then he's, you know, he's kind of gone backwards. He's just not, for me, he's not offering a lot in that seat. Um, and I think we're going to get to a point where I think, you know, he's taking up space in the sport. But I don't want to go in on that. You know, obviously, I have just gone in, but I don't want to go in too much. Um, but I do want to discuss Valtteri Bottas. So, um, Athena... Uh, on our Twitter, asked VB scorching the earth and torching his seat by not moving out of the way. Um, Valtteri Bottas said that he, uh, you know, with regards to the for the team orders, obviously he was asked to move out of the way. He was on a completely different strategy to Lewis, uh, and he said that obviously he didn't move out of the way. Lewis had to pass him, you know, uh, on the track. He said that he uh, he is running his own race and he is not there to move out of the way. Tanya, I know you've had thoughts on Valtteri before. Um, you know, what do you, what, what, I guess, what's your take on, on, on the Valtteri Bottas situation at Mercedes? And, you know, is this uh, either a sign that he's been told that he doesn't have a seat, a sign that he's going to lose his seat, or, you know... Is this just a case of Valtteri throwing his toys out of the pram and the team will kind of, like Neil says, I guess, carry on and move forward as normal? Um, okay, so Valtteri Bottas, as we mentioned last week, it's a Cain and Abel syndrome. For those yes. who don't know Cain and Abel, don't know the Bible story, two brothers end up killing each other. One kills the other, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. One kills the other, yeah. Yeah, so... 
Cain killed Abel. Cain killed Abel. Um, so I honestly do believe that Valtteri Bottas, if given the chance, would strike the first knife into Lewis's back. Um, I think Valtteri Bottas wakes up at 3 a.m. in the morning with the shakes and he starts screaming Lewis in his sleep or something. <laughs> this guy lives rent-free in his head. Lewis, when he goes to these next races, doesn't have to book a hotel because he lives rent-free in Valtteri's head anyway. <laughs> The comfy. race that, um, yeah, comfy. The race that he speaks of consists of just him chasing Lewis, and I think Valtteri Bottas needs to play his role, second driver. Play your role. Move out the way. Just do mm. that, and it's at this point, it's as if we're forcing him to be there. No one's forcing you, my guy. Please leave. The door's there. Next year, I don't want to hear about that guy. He's rude, guys. And do you know what's mad about? Do you know what I said about Valtteri Bottas? Right, I get really heated because I'm getting really sweaty here. Right, <laughs> Valtteri Bottas. I would maybe have some sort of courtesy towards him and not call him a bum all the time. But he doesn't yeah. even seem like he's a nice guy. He doesn't come off as a great person. Obviously, I still have a real big issue with him not kneeling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So from there, yeah. I just think, just move out of the way. And do you remember that? It's that comment again that just runs to my head when he was like, to whom this may concern. Fuck you. No, fuck you, Valtteri Bottas. Okay? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow, look. That is excellent. Yeah. I cannot wait to clip that and put that on social media. <laughs> um, so, uh, Neil, I know that Valtteri was one of your uh, donkeys. Well, I assume is the other one. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that, that wasn't George. Um why? He got me. I got heated today, man. I was a bit because um, the way he fought Lewis, despite being told, "Look, don't hold him up, just let him go." Because Mercedes' policies has always been the race win comes first. They don't care who wins it; they they want the win first, and they're not. Go, they won't let anybody, anyone any one of the two drivers jeopardized that opportunity. And he did that today. He put that, put that race win in jeopardy by doing what he did. That And when they got to turn 10, Lewis literally had to pull off a Portugal maneuver on him. Yeah. Despite being told, do not hold him up. Just let him go. You're not in the same race let him go but i was but apparently he asked for a different and alternate strategy and he wasn't given one so apparently he was still a bit annoyed at that but i'm thinking why would you be annoyed you were given first dibs on the pit stop and mercedes yeah. policy has always been leader get first dibs on pit stop and you got the first dibs on pit stop and that allowed you to jump charles right so yeah. Why are you being? Why would I didn't see the need for what he did, and then to turn around? This is what he actually said. This is what <laughs> I, he said. <clears throat> definitely, I definitely could have let him by earlier, but I was doing my own race as well. They told me not to hold him up, but like I said, I was doing my race. I'm not here to let people by. I'm here to race. If you're not here to let people by, why you let Charles by? 
<laughs> you know I mean, if you know he to let people buy, why you let let Charles buy? Why you let why you let Max buy in Portugal? Mm. You got, you know, what I mean, you you you've put up, you're showing more steel to your teammate than you do your up your outside opposition. And I didn't like what he did. I just thought, look, dude, just let him buy, let him go and chase down Max because that could have cost them the win. And there could have been an accident going into turn 10 because you could see Lewis was a bit, he was a bit apprehensive when he, when he's trying to pull the move on yeah. because he, he, he wasn't sure. Is he going to turn, is he actually turning in on me or what? Is he actually yeah. closing the door on me? Because that could have led to an accident. And th- then yeah. if that led to an accident, then what are you going to tell Toto? Oh, I'm risk. I'm doing my own risk. I said it. He would have, they would have replaced him with, um, George next George. In, in, for Monica. So it, it was a bit it's selfish of him to then come out and talk like that, like, dude, you've got no weight. You're lightweight. You're not you're not you don't have you don't have a clip behind you that you can talk like you're 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 some heavy hitter. You're you're lightweight. Just play your role. You were you know what I mean? So don't come out and I'm sure behind closed doors. Toto is probably a bit, probably going to give him a bit of telling off because I'm sure he was a bit, you know, annoyed at it. And that that really got me heated today because I'm like, dude, what the f- are you doing? Just <laughs> yeah. let the man buy. And then, <laughs> and, and to, to, what's even worse, when Lewis passed him, he, spit, he stopped on the next lap. So why yeah, you, why are you that's, why are you gonna yeah, fight if you're gonna yeah. if you if you know you're gonna stop on the next lap you whatever time you lost to Charles you were gonna get it back because you're gonna be on the better set of tires. So I think yeah. So what was, what was that all about? And it just it just really annoyed me. And I think I I saw the I saw your video last week and I saw Thandy went went after him. And, <laughs> and I've always tried to be objective in my views of him because i yeah. think who is of all the talk of about he's not good enough to be in a mercedes and so forth and so forth and so forth who is doing a sec better job than him as a second driver in no. any other team no one the red bull second seat is cursed mm-hmm. why is the mercedes second seat not cursed mercedes doesn't have that problem Bottas is doing what he needs to do. He's taking, he's finishing on the podium. He'll, he'll get your poles and he'll get you the odd win. That's all, he, that's all Mercedes needs from him because they know we've got the ace and the all, which is Lewis Hamilton. And we, we can bank on him winning seven, eight, nine, ten races a season. So if, if Bottas can give us ten podiums a season, we'll win the Constructors. That's how they look at it. And and yeah. right now he's performing better than Perez. So the idea that so I don't really I, I wasn't one of those that said, oh, he needs to be replaced. I'm like, he's doing what Mercedes requires of him. They've won the last four constructors. So why would you want to remove him just so you can put George in to see what George you want to see potential over actual results? Because that's what it is, you know. They're banking on George's potential as opposed to what Bottas is actually doing. There's the results are there for speaks for themselves. He's finished second in the championship two back-to-back seasons, so I don't get it. But today was 
today for me was kind of like, dude, okay, now I'm now I'm gonna start giving. I'm gonna have to start looking at you with my third eye because you you sketch you you, sketch, yeah. you, sketch you know what I think um, for me this is this is a continuation in a series of really poor judgment and execution from Bottas and 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 this idea I think I thought it was really telling at Russia last year where he was responding to people online and he was you know yeah. and I think I think Bottas feeds or tries to feed off hate and he listens but the problem with feeding off hate is that you have to consume it yeah, and you have to consume everything, all these bad things that people are saying about you. You, he's taking them in, and he's listening to people, and people stupidly, idiotically. In fact, I think I might actually make a whole video about how the media tried to, because no one's beaten Hamilton since two thousand and sixteen. They're trying to say. Oh, the only way you can beat Hamilton is the same way Nico Rosberg did: is get under his skin. You gotta make him make mistakes. You gotta, and it's like so. Valtteri is listening to these people say this this season. Okay, I'm not gonna kneel. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna start. I'm not gonna move over when I need to move over. You know, last season him giving a toe to the Red Bull. Or you know. Uh, he got away with it because Lewis Hamilton decided to do a practice start in the pit lane. Otherwise, Lewis Hamilton is bolting away and he wins that race by about 20, 25 seconds. I think... Uh, you're talking uh, Russia, isn't it? Russia, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Russia, Russia last year, yeah. So I, I'm just saying, the, Valtteri, the Kane enabled thing, he is obsessed with... Instead of focusing on his own race cars, which, by the way, is poor. Like, it <laughs> is yeah. poor. He's yeah. not great. And this has been a problem with Valtteri since he came to Mercedes. Coming through traffic, he's always had issues. Making overtakes, he's had issues. Uh, his tyre management, awful compared to Lewis's. He, uh, you know, and these two things, his combined racecraft, awful. Head games, not working. I just think he's he's going for broke this year. He looks like a man who's going for broke. Mm. And I I think Mercedes would like to keep him because they like the harmonious part of it. But the moment it stops being harmonious, then really, what do Mercedes get out of it? I will put, I will, the reason why I was going to say, like, I, I was going to give him my, my donkey, but I'm not, is that, and I think, Neil, you hit you hit the, the nail on the head, is that Sky Sports, you know, people call him a, he's not a number two driver, he's like a 1.5 driver. Yeah. Mm. In that he's, he's not Barrichello, he's not Irvine, <laughs> he's he's not, do you know what I mean, like Raikkonen to Vettel, he's not so bad that, you know, because he's able to qualify ahead of Lewis, and because he is a race winner, 
it, in his mind, and as any top-level sportsman should, he thinks that he is good enough to beat Hamilton over the course of a season. And it must be horrible to be in that seat and to try absolutely everything and still get like resoundly beaten. And, you know, that will do a lot to someone's mental health. Uh, and I'll do a lot to someone's, you know, sporting psyche. So, you know, I'm just going to be, I'm not sympathetic of it, but I get it. But I, today I thought was, I'm Rude. going on it, sorry, but I thought it was stupid. I, like I said, I thought it was dangerous. I thought it was rude. I think defying team orders, like you're, like, you know, you're so clearly going to be overtaken. And then you pit the next lap. Like, it was just so pointless. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I'm not happy with it. Uh, and I, and I, I just, yeah. Especially I, when you consider that Lewis mentioned that at the start of the race, he... Mm. He yeah. he could have defended harder against Max, but he stayed left because it was discussed in the meeting that he'd give Bottas the slipstream. And Wait. he did that. Lewis lost first place because of that. And yeah. that's how you repaid him by doing by doing by doing that. That just doesn't make any sense. That's that was just that was just absolutely ridiculous. And yeah. that's what really got me hot under the collar today because uh, it, it was just unnecessary it wasn't needed he's not it's not like he was he he was in a position where he could challenge max he couldn't do anything he was yeah. nowhere because remember you know um when he came out of the pit when lewis came out of the pits his first stop bottas was only about two seconds behind two him. seconds yeah lewis pulled what five six seconds on him mm-hmm. so what are you doing what are you doing what's the point you it it it's clearly obvious you don't have the pace so why why you did did what you did and it, it was just really frustrating to then he's he definitely got my donkey and it's right yeah. for so and i think if he i think if he does that again he might definitely be out the door because there's rumors that he won't be there next season. Forget what they said about this. He's going to finish out the seat this season. But there's rumours that the deal's already been done with George and George would be in the Merck next, next season. So mm. I guess I guess he's probably now thinking, well, if I'm out, what's the point in me playing? What's the point? Yeah. Along? I'm just going to do what no, I have to do. Just home. doing my own thing. Mm. And then tough luck. I, why should I care what happens to Lewis or the team? You already told me I'm not going to be here next year, so screw you. And I think that's what's going well, on. He's he's playing a Hail Mary, but uh, no one is receiving these passes. So yes. uh, I, I, I don't, yeah, I really, um, I don't feel sorry for him, but he is on a hiding to nothing because Lewis Hamilton is operating at a level no one in Formula One has seen before. And you are his direct competition, and uh, you know you're losing considerably. So. I feel so, I I kind of feel somewhat sorry for him because mm. despite his despite no hear me up despite his shortcomings, he's still one of the I'd say he's probably in the one of the top ten best drivers on the grid. Oh, without if, that, if, yeah. If, if not in the top ten, probably the top five. 
Charles, yeah. I'd say I'd say he's fifth. Yeah. So yeah. Lewis. So it's Lewis, uh, Max, Charles, Charles. Max, Charles. Um oh god. Now we're into like the Ricardos, Perez is, Bottas is. I'm I'm not putting to Perez in no top four. Lando. Okay, cool. Lando. <laughs> I'm not probably, uh, probably Lando. Are we ready to put Lando in the top five? I think Lando's. Uh, I think he's no. I, I think he's sixth. He's 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 well, got his foot in there. I think it's his foot. I think I think Bottas is at least fourth of them. Yeah, at least Bottas fourth. is a solid is in the solid top five because half the people who were saying he'd spank half the grid. He Bottas would spank half of the people on that grid. I don't care oh, what nobody says. He'd spank. I think he'd spank. He'd spank. Um, Danny Ricciardo, it spanked. Yep, yep, it spanked. I, 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 I don't care. I, I don't care. Come for okay. me. My back is broad. But I think, <laughs> I think he spanked. Ricciardo. I think he beat Ricciardo. He, yeah. he beat um Science. Yeah. He beat mm-hmm. Lando. He beat Ocon. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. beat George. He definitely beat George. Wow, he didn't beat George. No, That's no. what people will say. No. He, he lost comprehensively no, to he George. Did, no, he didn't lose comprehensively to George. Wow. He finished ahead of George in the race. And and that reason, <laughs> that, and that, 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 you're talking about a track with eight corners. So okay, that, but... that wasn't representative. representative. Uh, yes, okay, we know George stepped in unprepared and did what he did. But if he, you look at the second but... stint, look at the second stint of that race, Bottas was closing him down at a rapid pace prior to the, the, the safety car. So, but that's just one race. I still think over a season, he'd beat George. Bottas is a solid top five on the grid, but my sympathy for him is the fact that he's up against Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Anthony yeah, sure. Hamilton has said before, a couple of years ago, Anthony Hamilton said, look, going up against Lewis Hamilton could ruin your career. Because Lewis is that good. And that's Bottas is experiencing that now. People are calling Bottas a bum, but Bottas is not a bum. Bottas is better than more than half the grid. Seriously, seriously, he's better than more than half the people on the grid. He's better, but the problem is he's 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 being asked to to do the near impossible. Uh, You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge. I don't think he's a bum, but I, I just, I love. I really. It's this question. I do kind of think he's bum, but it's this question of <laughs> we just don't know, and we'll only know I think once Lewis leaves. How good is that car, and and how good is Lewis, and. How, I think yeah, what's Lewis, like the gap, you mean? I think Lewis, I think this season especially, Lewis is outperforming that car. And I and I think you've got Lewis's performances, you've got Valtteri's performances, and then you've got the performance of the Mercedes car somewhere. And I think the performance of the Mercedes car is closer to Valtteri's level of performance mm-hmm. than it is to Lewis's. I, I, I really do. But, I, Lewis, I, but, I just think, but Lewis is the benchmark, so... So Lewis oh, no, is the benchmark. Sure. So that I so whatever what you see in what the, the Mercedes is, the potential of the Mercedes is what Lewis is getting from it because he's the benchmark. I don't think I don't think he's outperforming it. 
he's basically but, push. He's getting exactly what he needs to get from it. Because oh, if, sure, if, if you said that, if you said that, then you'd have to say the same for um, um, Max and Perez. Well, that's what people are saying, and I think we we don't have a conversation about is the Mercedes car so designed for Lewis? Is it so impossible to drive that Valtteri can't drive it or isn't suited to Valtteri? You know, but they can't. Is, but they, but then that's that that would be a false statement if anybody says that because Bottas is getting podiums and he's getting poles. It's not occur- wow. you, I saw I saw someone tweet it yesterday. Is why why is it no one's asking the question? Why is the Mercedes second seat so good? The anyone whoever is in that second seat in the Mercedes is performing, but whoever the second the person in the second seat in the Red Bull isn't performing. Isn't performing, yeah. So it's not a matter. It's not a matter of the car being built around Lewis. They've just built a car that both parties can use equally effectively okay. and it's not problems but you look at the red bull someone steps in next to max they they're struggling they look max looks like a demigod because yeah. the, the second the guy in the second seat isn't within because bottas is within a tenth of lewis in qualifying but max the second guy is what half a second at times yeah. So that tells you Bottas is performing to a very high standard. He's just his. It's just that his standard is below what the yeah. actual stand the standard is. Well, look, I guess we'll see. Um, it's going to be intriguing. Uh, there's this season is great in that we've got the top two and we have got. I mean, I hope I kind of do hope that Red Bull can start to gain some traction in the title race. Obviously, it's a long season. Things will happen. So, you know, I'm sure that they will at some point win a race. It's a long season. Super long season. So, you know, I'm sure they'll, you know, they will gain some traction at some point because I think we have, even just the race, you know, for us to have fights for the lead between two different constructors in the first four races, I haven't seen anything like this, you know, since twenty for, since twenty twelve. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um it's great. Let's round this off now. So we always ask what's one thing that you'd like to see in the next race? So we're at Monaco, back at Monaco after a break last year. I um, love Monaco. I've missed yeah. it. Um, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> Monaco divides opinion um it's you know obviously look i i think formula one has obviously the cars are just so big now but you know it it doesn't mean that you know we're we can't have a good race you know hamilton's win in 2019 ricardo's win the year before albeit quite similar in that well lewis had less tires uh and ricardo had a, a mechanical issue but essentially it was still impossible for those two to be overtaken, uh, but they held on to the lead, and it was, you know, it was it was a thrilling finish in the, in, the, in their own ways. Um, but quickly, Neil, one thing that you would like to see, so it doesn't have to be a prediction, but one, what would you like to see in the next race? Oh, I'm not really a big fan of Monica, to be honest. It's, the race is boring, okay. apart from apart from the qualifying, which is that's about it. The race in itself is just. Oh. A snooze fest. What would I want to see? Um, um, 
Charles Podium. That would be great. That Charles be, Podium yeah, at his home race. Because I don't yeah, think he's never be. been on he's never been on the podium in Monaco, has he? No. So to see him on the podium in his home race, yeah. I I I I'll i probably won't happen, but I'd like to see that happen. And Ocon nice. continue to beat Alonso. <laughs> also also great. Yeah. Tandy. Uh, two what things. Would you like to see? Yeah. Two things. Um, I'd like to see Yuki actually finish a race. Oh, we didn't talk about Yuki. Yeah. <laughs> He's a lucky boy. <laughs> it's too long. He's Yuki and his potty mouth. Yuki yeah. and his potty mouth. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see Yuki actually finish a race and not have mechanical failures and yeah. all kinds of weird stuff that happened in the yeah. Red Bull. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'd like to see Yuki actually finish and I'm seeing Lando top five. Lando top five. Mm. It could happen. We don't know race to race (laughs) which car is going to be that that third fastest car. It looks like Ferrari at the moment could be McLaren. uh, Mm. So we will see. But uh, if I had to say anything, I would like to see, I would like to see Rain. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just switch, switch it up and just have it treacherous and cars crashing. No, I don't want to see mm-hmm. crashes, but just make it a bit more difficult and not just a, a possession race, basically. So that's what I would like. Guys, we have. This has been a it. long episode. I, I've tried my best. <laughs> I've tried my best to mess this episode up, guys, but uh, <laughs> we survived. We survived. <laughs> we survived. So, Neil. I know you're, you're. I know we've just unmasked you today, but uh, if you want people to find you on social media, where can they find you? Uh, just look out for people. Someone just look out for um, uh, uh, anywhere there's fire. That's me. I can be found. At, I, I can be found. You can find find me at um, Thanos eight seven six. That's seven H A N O S eight seven six. You can't, you can't miss me. I'm the one, you, yeah, I'm the one always causing you trouble. You can't miss him. <laughs> you can't miss me. I'm always causing trouble. No, tweet him. but yeah, tweet, tweet him. Let tweet him. Tell him what you thought of this. Look, we, I thoroughly enjoyed having you on, bro. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think I'm gonna on. get. I'm, I'm gonna be getting a lot of tweets now. People gonna be like, <laughs> oh, that's you. That <laughs> 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 well, uh, you know, from a completely selfish point of view, that is great for me. So not, uh, <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, So thank you for coming on. I really oh, enjoyed my that. Pleasure. Um, my pleasure. Thank you, Tandy. Any last words? Um. Um. No, actually, just Lewis Hamilton, man. Yeah, yeah. That's Hamilton, Hamilton. Period. I, look, man. I'm Do you know what? Wait, so wait. Happy. Actually, yeah, yeah. It was obviously somebody's a hundredth race, and it was just so funny to see like Lewis celebrating a hundred and Max <laughs> celebrating a hundred, and they got them little balloons. That was cute. <laughs> that was cute, or whatever. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you, no, know, well, you know, you know, Sky had it all prepared. The montage, Max. Wins his hundredth <laughs> race for Red Bull after winning his. He he won his first race for Red Bull and he won his hundredth uh, race for Red Bull at the same track mm. and all of that. You knew it was coming, but Lewis, Lewis Lewis is a party pooper, man. He just likes mm-hmm. to bummer people's party. 
So I uh, look, he does. He wants to be his party. Yeah, look, and he um, said, he said the, the, the guy said, "Don't you want to show where you yeah. come from?" He said, "No, you will. They'll no. see it." You can see it. You can see it. You can see I don't it. have to point at the hundred on the tire. You can see it. Do you want to point? Um, no. Um, what a guy. Um, I just feel really lucky that we're here as black people documenting oh. Lewis Hamilton's uh, success at the moment. I think we're doing a really cool thing, and you know, along with some other black F1 content creators. You know, I think uh, it's really cool. I just feel really proud to be part of that. Oh, that moment, whether you know whether we're online on Twitter, whether we're doing this in the podcast, you know, it's we're it's important with them, important we're documenting it. But mostly important is you guys at home listening. If you are here after one minute and forty five, one hour and forty five minutes, thank you. Um, yeah, we really thank you. appreciate it. Um, all of you guys who comment on the YouTube and who listen to us on Spotify, we really appreciate it. If you are listening on YouTube, watching on YouTube, give this a like, let us know what you think, it really helps. And also subscribe. It really helps with the comments. That. And we've like doubled our subscribership last week, which was great. Doubled our Twitter followers as well. So we're still a small platform. We're trying to we're trying to get out there. So thank you. Yeah. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're listening on Apple, Leave us a review. We need to do a review. Leave us a review. Yeah. Apparently, there's a rumor going around that Nyasha said that, it, that if you give her a review, he's going to send you a tenner. So there you go. I heard that wow. rumor. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm, put, I'm, put, I'm going to put up a whole lot of reviews in fake. <laughs> wow. I'm using um, all my burner accounts. It's going to be 10, uh, a tenner in Zimbabwean dollars. So, <laughs> uh, go crazy, guys. Make as many as you want. I've got it. Don't, don't worry about that. Oh, damn. Um, so thank you so much, guys, for listening. We will see you for a pre-race podcast uh, before the Monaco Grand Prix. Um, but uh, for now, it's goodbye from Neil. Bye, everyone. Goodbye from Tandy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> That's fine. I I don't know why. I don't know. I feel like we have to say goodbye. But look, we're we're off now. Tittle pin. Nah. See you Bye. in a bit. See you in a Monaco. Right. Goodbye. Bye. Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of Acast Recommends. What's going on, everybody? This is Tristan Mac Wilds, one third of Guys Next Door, and. If you are hearing my voice, maybe you should be listening to Guys Next Door. If you ever wanted to get into the mindset of the young black millennial man, all of the things that we go through, love, sex, relationships, financials, technology, mental health, and everything that lies in between, this show is for you. Now, I don't know what you guys are doing. I know you guys are probably listening to a really, really nice podcast, but make sure you guys go subscribe right now to Guys Next Door, and we'll see you guys in the neighborhood. Peace. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>